episode 77 with Sarah Mack. Sarah is a writer and mindset coach who works with artists, coaches and healers who want more money, freedom and fun in life and in business. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with me today. Hi Amy, you're so welcome. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So Sarah, you're a writer and mindset coach and I know you're very into money mindset. Tell me a little bit more about what money mindset is. Yes, that's right. I'm really passionate about it um, because uh, it's something that has changed my life and, ha- and money is something that we just don't talk about enough and it's kind of important. <laughs> um, so money mindset is basically looking at the emotional patterns and the thought patterns that go along to drive our behavior around money and our finances. And it's really sort of taking, you know, difficulties and challenges that we face with finances and our ability to earn money doing the work that we love doing or not. Um, And then, you know, working backwards to see like what really is at the root of those challenges that we're facing. What is it that we believe about ourselves and about our world and about what's possible for us? Um, And, you know, what are the thoughts and emotions that we have that are driving our our actions and our behavior that produces um, financial results? That sounds like it weaves into practically every area of our life. It really does. (laughs) And, you know, money is so connected to absolutely everything because I mean you pretty much I mean you can be creative and you can do a lot without money that's for sure but money opens a lot of doors it it's just one of the it's you know it's that thing that greases the wheels in our ability to create whatever it is that we want to create whether that's health you know whether that's our home and paying our bills providing for our family whether that's launching a creative project um you know whatever it is that we do out in the world most often we need money for it so when you have a shortage of money, you're really limiting yourself as to what you're capable of. And, um, and I know obviously a lot of creative people really struggle with money and there are a lot of negative sort of stories and, you know, archetypes like the starving artist. And there's like in our, in our society, generally we have a lot of, um, emotional baggage around money, you know, like, Oh, rich people are, evil or you know people who have power and money are like evil and manipulative um and this is there's a lot of this kind of emotional baggage that's very very subconscious even we see it like in movies where it's like the rich guy is the evil character or you know there's all of this negative commentary about like politicians and Mm -hmm. um, them having more money than everyone else or you know and there's a lot of um we create a lot of emotion, uh, negative emotional associations with money and that actually really blocks us from being able to create wealth for ourselves. Because if we believe on a deep level that having more money is somehow wrong or it's scary or it's going to make people treat us differently or disrespect us, then of course we're not going to want to have that. Um, so it's really bringing a lot of those um, subconscious beliefs to light so that we can look at them and be like, does this really make sense? Is this really a supportive belief that I hold? And how is this driving my actions? And what do I need to shift so that I can start to take actions that will actually support me much more? Because obviously it's better when we have more money because, um, you know, money just adds to whatever we have already. So if we're a kind person, if we 
you know, want to create good experiences for ourselves, take care of our health, take care of the people in our lives as well and have enough to be able to do that or to be, to be able to launch exciting projects or travel and see the world, whatever it is that we want to do with money, like that's a good thing. And we should be able to, to do that. Absolutely. Now you said a lot of these beliefs are subconscious. How do we even become aware of what's going on in there? That's a great question. So, um, it's, you have to be a little bit curious and do some investigative work. And that's where working with a coach is one way of really helping. Um, another way of, of, um, of getting into that is journaling and doing, you know, just having that self-awareness. Um, a great way to tell that something's going on is to follow um, what triggers you emotionally. So, you know, if something causes a very strong emotional reaction in you, then you can look and just start questioning, like, why am I having this emotion? What is the belief that I'm having about myself that's causing me to feel this emotion? And is that belief really true or not? Um, and just lots and lots of questioning and, you know, looking at our habits, um, looking at where the habits are supporting us or where they're maybe not supporting us. Um, so, you know, a lot of our problems come from money is a lack of understanding of all of the things um, that are at play in our financial life um, and a lack of attention because, and I, I love the analogy of thinking about your thinking about money as like something that you have a relationship with. So imagine you're in relationship with money. If you were in relationship with a person, if you want that to be a healthy relationship, you have to put some energy into it every single day. You know, you have to check in with it, see how it's doing, see what it's going through, see if there's any way that you can support it. Um, see if you can, you know, get rid of anything that's maybe not supportive and just, you know, like really like getting in your business with your relationship with money and treating it with love and respect, showing up every day, you know, asking it what it needs. Um, and just being like, oh, you know, well, if my bank account's not looking too healthy, what can I do to fill it up? Um, or where do I maybe need to stop spending? Um, and just, you know, maybe getting some, some of those smarter strategies in place, like learning about investing, you know, creating healthy habits so that you're saving so that you've got, um, you know, that security, or maybe it's, you know, cutting down on using credit cards to buy things and starting to save up for things instead. Um, and just being a lot more involved and, you know, starting to create good emotions and good feelings that make you feel empowered around your finances, because that can completely transform your life. Okay, so we start off being curious. And then once we kind of get deeper into kind of the emotional, the emotional side of it, it's then about paying more attention and being respectful. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, you know, really notice what kind of emotions you're having around money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you think about it, does it bring up fear and anxiety? And sometimes that can come just from not being organized, you know, mm -hmm. like if you're late on payments, um, that's something that you can stop from happening by being organized with your money and like putting it in your diary, you know, when all of your payments are coming out, knowing exactly how much money you need to have coming in. Um, and you know, having a budget is kind of um, a subject that a lot of people disagree on because um, you know some people say once you start trying to get all disciplined you know that takes a lot of willpower and there's only so long that you can um, sort of keep that up because it takes 
a lot of focus and commitment. Um, so I think it's, you know, like it's a, it's really about shifting so that you feel good and you feel empowered about your financial situation. And what happens a, a lot is once you start to look at, um, you know, the numbers and maybe you realize, you know, there are things that you would really love to be able to do, but you don't have the money. Um, that can sometimes boil down to your beliefs about yourself and what's possible for you and what you're capable of. Or maybe that can bring up fears around stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing things a little bit differently. Um, a lot of people are even afraid of, you know, having more money or like earning more money than their parents and what like worrying about how their relationships will change if they have more money. So once you start to, once you start to um, get clear on exactly how much you want, um, and how much you, you really desire, because a lot of the time we tend to shut down on our desires because it's kind of less painful for us to say, oh, well, this is fine and I'm happy with this and this will do, you know, I'm all right. This like gives me enough to get by and, you know, why should I want any more than that? That can be less painful than admitting that you would love to have more and then having to face the thought that maybe you're not good enough to get more or it's not possible for you or you have to do something that feels really uncomfortable for you. So once you start to get clear on what it is that you truly desire and give yourself permission to tap into those desires of well, what are those big dreams that I have for myself? You know, what would I, what trip would I love to take? What would I love to buy for myself or buy for my family? Um, then, that can sometimes start the journey of you having to take a look at, well, what do you really believe about yourself, about what's possible for you? And then that can bring up a lot of, um, you know, issues of self-worthiness. And, you know, we can pick up a lot of um, beliefs about ourselves that we're not worthy from when we were young, from maybe like, you know, our parent like left us crying alone one day and we felt like we'd been rejected or maybe one day when we were a kid in the playground and one of the other kids picked on us, it made us feel like we weren't good enough. And sometimes we create a lot of these beliefs about ourselves when we're very young and we don't have that sort of emotional capacity to really understand what's going on. And then once we've created these beliefs about ourselves, that's kind of the lens that we see the world by as we're growing up and we continue to stack evidence. You know, every time somebody, you know, we come out of a relationship because somebody's broken up with us or we don't get that opportunity that we applied for. We're just adding that to the story of I'm not good enough. Things aren't possible for me. Um, I'm unworthy of success. And the truth is that you can change your story at any moment and what you believe is possible for yourself will determine what actions you take and those will determine what results you get because you know if you really believe that something is possible for you then you will take action and you will maybe fail but if you really believe it's possible for you you'll take action again and even if you fail again maybe you'll take action again and you'll keep taking action until you succeed but if you don't believe something's possible for you, then maybe you'll, you know, try a little bit, but not really that much. And then you'll fail and then you'll give up because why would you bother seeing as it's clearly not possible for you? So you can see why the stories that we create about ourselves um, influence our actions and influence our results. And that's really what the mindset work is all about. And it's really, um, you know, I've been studying a lot of successful entrepreneurs 
And everyone's coming back with the same message that mindset is 90% of the work. Like once your head is in the right place and you've got your clear vision, you've got all of your beliefs about yourself and about what's possible in check and lined up with what it is that you really desire, then that's how you create the motivation and the momentum to take the action to create the results that you want. So how do we change our story if we don't like the one we're telling? So that's a great question. Um, a great place to start is just having an awareness of what your current story is. So, you know, sit down and journaling is the best way to do this. Like it's a great way to just have a conversation with yourself. And there's something about, you know, putting the words down on paper mm-hmm. that gets it out of your head, that makes it sort of easier, more tangible to deal with. Cause sometimes it's easy to ignore our thoughts and get distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really great to, to give yourself like a journaling practice, whether that's just like five minutes in the morning or before you go to bed. Um, and just, you know, write down, just really, first of all, get really clear on what it is that you want. Give yourself permission to desire the things that you genuinely desire for your life. And then just start telling yourself, see what is the story around your ability to get or to not get that thing, you know? Um, and why can't I, why can't you have it now? Is it, oh, I have to wait until I'm, you know, a little bit thinner or a little bit more educated or a little bit um, richer um, or, you know, oh, I don't have enough time or, you know, I've got, uh, I've got to wait until the kids are older or, um, you know, I'm too busy. Just see what all of your, all of the story is that you're currently using as an excuse to not go after what you really want. Because the truth is you do have time. You are good enough now. Um, and it's always, there's always a good enough time to start, which is now, because the longer you put it off, you know, the less likely you are to start making progress and, you know, going through the learning curves that you need to go through to actually get what you want. Um, So yeah, just having that awareness of what is the story that you're telling yourself about your ability to get what you want or not get it. Um, Write down all of your excuses, all of the reasons why you believe it's not possible for you. And then you just literally one by one go through them and flip them and just ask yourself, well, what is a more empowering story? Um, So if it's, you know, I don't have enough time, like a more empowering story would be, I have the same amount of time as like any other human on the planet and I get to choose what I do with my time. You know, if I, or I am choosing to prioritize the things that I really genuinely desire and really want to see happen in my life. And, And then, you know, once you've got these new stories, really committing to them notice when you're running the old stories and just make that conscious choice to switch to the new ones and then notice how that will inspire a different kind of action because obviously once you've stated something like i'm choosing to prioritize what matters most to me then you know to really live that story you've got to start prioritizing the tasks and whether that's just you know giving yourself 30 minutes at the beginning of the day, like getting up a little bit earlier and starting to take some actions towards the thing that you want, you've really got to start living out that story. And then that's what will, will get you the results that you want. So really just going through one by one. And, you know, if you believe like, oh, I'm, if your current story is, you know, I'm like, I'm broke all the time. Um, 
the way to flip that, sometimes it's a little difficult to flip that to the story of, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm a rich person now. Um, sometimes that could feel like a little bit difficult to believe. Um, so it's important that you create a story that feels like it's one step in the right direction. So, you know, when you're flipping, oh, you know, I'm broke all the time, maybe the next step in the right direction for that story is I'm open to having a healthy relationship with money or I'm open to um, earning more money now or I'm open to um, creating the money for all of the things that I want and just creating some kind of a story that when you read it to yourself it feels like it's opening possibilities for you like it doesn't feel like oh no that's so out of reach it's not possible for me it has to be something that just makes you feel like a little bit lighter and like oh it is actually possible for me to have something different and and something a little bit more exciting and something that you really desire so yeah like it's, it's really about getting your mind and your emotions on board with you know, moving you towards the things that you want rather than, um, you know, staying in the stories that are keeping you stuck in the same results. That makes sense. Well, I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about is the spiritual connection with money? Yeah, that's a great question too. So um, there's, I mean, that's another big issue that comes up for a lot of people mm -hmm. who are, you know, consider themselves as, as spiritual people because I know, you know, like in the Bible, they've, you hear things like money is evil, like money is the root of all evil. So there really are like very unsupportive narratives around money um, and kind of hitting it as like um, the opposite of spirituality. You know, like we have a lot of these ideas that if I'm a spiritual person, if I'm connected to a higher power, then, you know, I'm very, um, uh, generous and I, I help other people and you know I, I support other people I give my money away um, I, you know I'm of service and that's actually not a supportive story I mean it's great as long as you have the money to give away but you have to take care of yourself first otherwise you're not capable of helping anybody like if you're barely putting food on the table or if all you can do is take care of your family's needs then your impact in the world is you know, it's not as big as you having more wealth to be able to give away to more, to be able to support your community, to be able to fund projects that you really believe in and work that you think needs to be done to help others who are less fortunate than us. And um, so, you know, it's really great to just examine, like, what are all these stories that I've been buying into about finances? And where have I been judging, you know, either myself or people in my community or, um, the world around me as like whether it's something is good or bad when it comes to money and um, you know I can't remember who said this but um, it was something along the lines of like money it was probably Oprah or someone like that <laughs> um, but money only adds to what's there already so if you're a good person and you you know value wonderful things in life and you genuinely care for other people when you have money, that's only going to be amplified and more and more people will benefit. But, you know, obviously if you're like 
evil and you hate other people and you have money, probably more destruction is going to happen. But when you, you know, genuinely just want a better life for yourself and for your family and for your community and for the world around you, um, you have to see that you having more money is a benefit to everybody. And, you know, if you have money and then you give it all away and then, you know, you're not able to take care of your health if an emergency comes up or, you know, something happens in your family and you need some financial resources um, for the situation, which, you know, always happens. Like life will always happen. You always get curveballs. And if you don't have enough money to take care of your needs, then that's going to take up so much of your time and energy and emotional energy that you're not really going to be able to show up and be there for anyone else. So um, I think that's, you know, trying to shift that, that conversation around whether or not it's right and good to have lots of money. Um, and that actually is, it is very spiritual to have a lot of money. And if you're a spiritual person and you, you know, believe in doing good and living out your purpose and, you know, being a force of good in the world, then adding money to that is only going to add to your ability to, to make that impact and, you know, leave a legacy and contribute something positive to your community. Which are all great and amazing things and yeah. in this world. Yeah, exactly. And the, another thing is, I think I see in a lot, I work with a lot of healers mm-hmm. and obviously when you have, um, you know, like, a a talent or a skill or a gift that enables you to help other people, whether that's, you know, as a coach or as a therapist or as an energy healer or some kind of physical therapy worker or, you know, a counselor, Um, you know, the kinds of professions where very often you're working with people who are in need and who need help because they're in pain and they're suffering. Um, You know, there's this idea that, oh, well, I should be giving away my services for free because the people can't afford to pay for it. And actually that's not um, a supportive story. And it's also not true um, because a lot of people can afford to pay for things. And when people really want something and value something and need something, they will create the money to pay for it. And obviously there is like, there are many groups of people who, who genuinely are, in poverty and absolutely we can still help them for free of charge but we can decide how much of our time and energy we give for free and how much of it we choose to receive wealth for because again it comes back to if you're a healer or you're providing some kind of healing service and you're not taking care of your own needs first if you're not in good mental and physical and like emotional and spiritual health, you're not going to be able to show up and do good work for all of your clients. And so the more you take care of yourself, you know, it's that old adage of filling up your cup first before you help other people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and you know, everybody has a skill and a talent. So being able to, to offer whatever it is that you offer in whether that, you know, if that's healing work, whether that's creative work, it's exactly the same as somebody having a skill for like being a dentist or being an insurance broker or being an accountant. It's, you know, everybody has different skills. Everybody is needed to support each other in society. Um, but you know, you wouldn't think of going to the dentist and saying, well, you know, I've like got a really bad toothache. Can you just do this for me for free? It doesn't happen. So, um, why should people in other industries think like that as well? And, you know, and a lot of this mindset really goes back to historically like healers and, you know, witches being, um, 
prosecuted for their spiritual powers, you know, going back generations and generations, um, you know, women being very disempowered. And a lot of that, um, you know, like creativity, that's a very feminine trait. A lot of the, the arts have been, you know, considered as, um, what's the word, like lower class professions, or they've notoriously been you know, lower paid industries when you, when you look back, um, you know, in like literature and they would talk about like dancers, um, and performers and, you know, connecting them with, with, uh, like prostitution and considered, you know, like not high society people that you would, um, want to associate with. So there's been a lot of degradation around some of these industries and that's just been part of the conversation in our history. But it's coming to a point now where we're realizing, you know, when women are becoming more empowered and more like aware of our value and our gifts, um, because we have more access to information than we have ever before. Um, so it's now we're seeing that actually, no, like these things are extremely valuable and that we really need these skills and these abilities and that, you know, creativity and artistry is really, really integral and important and contributes an immense amount of value to our world and there's no reason why we shouldn't be receiving the kind of money that we need um, to live the lives that we want, just like any other industry. So it's really up to us to change those narratives within ourselves because if you continue believing that you're not gonna get paid for it, that your work isn't valuable, then you're not gonna be charging, you're gonna still be working for free and you're not gonna be getting the money that you need to do the work that you'd be really good at and that so many people can benefit from. Um, and you know, we need artists and we need writers and we need healers and we need coaches and whatever it is that you are most excited about doing, um, you know, there are people who need that work and who benefit from it and receive inspiration and, and healing. So it's really important for us to, to treat ourselves with value and to value the skills and the abilities that we have and to you know build our, our our profession and our path um from a place where we really genuinely value ourselves that makes sense and i think one of the areas where i see women struggle is this belief that it's not okay to charge with something that comes so easily to them yeah definitely and that um that stems from the belief that it, we need to work hard to make money. And that's a very common belief that, you know, our parents probably taught us, our schools have taught us. And um, when, when whatever we believe is the situation we're going to create for ourselves in our life. So, you know, if we believe that we have to work really, really hard, we will make the work hard <laughs> for the money that we earn. But if we can switch our mindset to believing that money can be easy, suddenly our perception opens up to ways that it is so much easier to make money, which doing work that you love is a really amazing step in the direction of making work easy. Because when you love doing something, it feels, doesn't feel like work to you. So that immediately makes earning money easy. If you can find a way to earn money around the, the things that you love doing the most. Um, and then, you know, you can start looking for more examples. And one story I love to tell is, I can't remember who, I think it was a kid in like um, Leicester or somewhere like that. And he um, wanted to go to university, but he didn't have enough money. So he wanted to, he was looking for an idea to raise the money to cover his tuition. And he had the idea of uh, making a website and he sold 
every pixel of the website for one pound and he sold it to a million different companies. So it was, you know, and he said that he would, you know, obviously take this idea and, you know, get a lot of publication and media attention um, around this project. So, and obviously no company is going to say no to a one pound advertisement that could potentially be like a viral story. And he raised a million pounds just from this one project. And I don't know how long it took him to make this website or to get, you know, to sell all of the pixels, but I can't imagine it wouldn't have taken him more than like a few months, maybe a year tops, maybe two years tops. But that's a million pounds just from one really creative idea, thinking outside of the box. And it just goes to show what like anything is possible for you in this present moment. All you have to do is change your perception around it. And if you believe that making money is really hard and that you have, you have to work a million hours and that it takes years and years and years to get to a place of success, um, to be able to earn money, then that's going to be the truth for you. And you're only going to see, um, the opportunities that are going to take you in that direction. But if you're willing to open your mind and change your story and just say, I'm open to money being easy and just being curious about some of the different ways that that's possible. There are so many, um, so many ways that you can do that. So that's what's really cool about money mindset. Very cool. So the possibilities are literally endless. Literally. <laughs> I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it and that's so much more empowering to think of it that way as well yeah like it's and it's you know, yeah exactly and it's and there are so many stories of people who have like risen from like complete poverty like no education and you know made a massive success of themselves in fact like I think some of the like a really high percentage of some of the richest people in the world didn't even finish high school and there are so many people who have come from like extreme poverty backgrounds and then gone on to make a massive success for themselves so you know that's often like a, a narrative that holds a lot of people back like oh no one in my community has done it or it's you know it's difficult for us or you know we have like in my community or my race or my education level like we have so many barriers to come up against um, and those are disempowering stories that are keeping you stuck so you can choose to look at those stories and let them determine what you think is or isn't possible for you, or you can choose to just focus on only what's possible and just be a little bit open-minded. So perhaps a good place to start as well then is to, looking for the, to look for those role models who have broken yeah. those narratives. Because if they can do it, then we can do it. If it can be done, yeah. it can be done. Exactly. And yeah, that's a huge part of it, um, is um, stacking the evidence in mm -hmm. your mind so yeah seeking out you know deciding like what is it that you would really love to be successful at or just looking at people who you know like doing some research and finding leaders that really speak to you because they are you know they resonate with you for some reason or another like they share your values or they're doing work that you think would be really exciting um, and just seeing who you're naturally drawn towards and just start reading their stories, you know, get your hands on as, as much of their content as you possibly can and understand like how they did it. And, um, you know, really, yeah, stacking the evidence in favor of what you want to believe is possible for you. Because even though, you know, if you can create a really strong vision of something, you can step into it. But I mean, it makes it so much easier when you can see like physical evidence and proof that this has been done by somebody else, then it makes your mind 
you know, very easily flip to the story of like, oh, of course this is possible. And that will help you to get past a lot of the initial resistance and to help you to start to build confidence and trust that this crazy idea of yours is actually very possible and has been achieved by many people. Um, and of course, like one of the fastest ways to succeed at anything is to find someone who's already done it and, you know, get their mentorship or, you know, follow the steps that they followed. Even though, you know, I, I, I know that there's no one size fits all solution and everybody's different and everyone's path is going to be different, but there are a lot of things that you can repeat and there are a lot of mistakes that you can avoid making by following, you know, mentors and leaders who have already, you know, trod the path before you. Absolutely. Sarah, this has been amazing. You've dropped so much wisdom on us and given us so much to think about. Now that everyone's kind of got to meet you and I'm sure desperate to know more about money mindset, how can they uh, find you and stay in contact and find out more about money mindset? Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure um, to talk to you today. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at mm -hmm. with Sarah Mack. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash Sarah Mack Big Creative Fun. Um, my website is withsarahmack.com. Um, I provide lots of um, free content every week on money mindset. I also have a free Facebook community called Big Creative Fun, which is for, you know, creatives, artists, coaches, healers, anyone who's got, you know, wants to create something like a, a big idea that they're really passionate and excited about, um, want to have more success and that community support and that accountability to get you moving and, you know, having more fun in, in doing what you really want to do. That sounds amazing. And I will have all those links in the show notes so people can find you really easily. Sarah, thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Amy. So great to hang out with you today. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes as it really helps get this message into more ears. This is Amy Biondini. Live your truth. Be yourself.